0: Welcome back to This Sacred Life. I'm Shan VanderLeek, and today I'm speaking with World Traveler, an author of Rituals of the Soul. Corey Hahn is a surfer, yoga and meditation teacher, world traveler, and a mother. She has always done life her way, living off the grid as a young woman in Alaska, studying with spiritual teachers and soul guides in Mexico, Sri Lanka, and Morocco, and surfing all over the world. Whether she's seeking adventure, sunshine, or the perfect wave, her primary perennial quest has been an inner one. To that end, she evolved the practices she shares in her new book and simple daily steps that create a veritable stairway to heaven and allow any reader to do life their own way on their own terms with maximum meaning and joy. Corey recently released her new book, Rituals of the Soul, Using the Eight. Ancient principles of yoga to create a modern and meaningful life. Welcome to this sacred life,
1: Corey. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Shan. I'll
0: tell you what, I read your book and I was like, I'm so glad I get to meet Corey and and talk <laughs> more about your life and your rituals and your book and your practices. And before we came together today, I, I got still and as I always do before each show, and I pulled a An oracle card for us, and dream a beautiful dream. (laughs) Leapt out of the sacred rebels deck, and all I could do is just crack up because it's okay, right? Is it not perfect?
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, why do you why Mm. do you think that card decided to join us today?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's um, because the universe is is guiding it all.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. beyond just us. There's. That's so true and as I'm looking at the card, it, it it's a picture of of what could be the earth or the universe or just all of it all all living things and it's just stunning. I'll make sure that I that I show it to you and' it'll, it'll will of course be a, a part of our show notes as well. but when that card came out for me, I thought, oh my goodness, to me you you are living the beautiful dream that you have choreographed. For yourself
1: yeah and <laughs> i do i do it's um i'm 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 definitely living the uh, what was once a dream you know it's funny because once you're in it it's not a dream anymore it's your reality
0: right <laughs> right
1: well and as <laughs> as the card says the urge to create
0: is the same within you as it is for the universal creator it also has the same magical ability to draw harmony into being and to find beautiful order in chaos. This includes bringing harmony and the perfect balance of well-being into your body, mind, and emotions.
1: Oh, wow. I love that. (laughs) I actually have a stellium in Libra and like that just satisfied that so much. Oh my gosh. I I just felt... It's yeah, it was like soothing balm on my soul. So that was beautiful. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Let's talk about how you've choreographed your unconventional spiritual and sacred life. That's where I'd like to start.
1: It took some time and getting over some fears. But um, I think basically just start asking what do you really want? What do you want to feel? What do you want your life to look like? You know, where do you want to go? And it can be figuratively or literally. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is so literal. It's it's bizarre. You're like, I just need to go to that store for yogurt or something right now at this moment, you know, and then things happen. Yeah, I think to get clear on that, which is, uh, it took me a while, but learning to listen to your intuition is how you get clear on all those answers. And um, it's so funny to me because often people say you're living your dreams and I am. I mean, I just wrote about that. I wrote all about what my dreams were, but you know, there's still this human normalcy to it all. And I'm still, and I hope that this is the voice also that people find in in, in my book is that I'm just a girl. I'm not a guru. I'm just trying to really enjoy my life. But there's also a lot of hardship and finding the harmony and the balance. To use your dreams, like almost like finding your way through the chaos, like using your dream just to be in this experience, to guide mm. this experience, and and that's really the the ultimate purpose of um, the book I wrote. And I think I hope with the life I live, also, which you know, after a few years of trying this little method I came up with, out I've finally wrote about it after I experimented with it. So
0: I can relate to yoga changing my life as so many of our listeners can and being such a a backbone of creation in so many ways my yoga practice absolutely helped me reclaim my divine feminine self my voice and was a catalyst to leave the corporate world 16 years ago that no longer served me it was wonderful until it wasn't but yes. to be in a space of creation and knowing and, and breathing again, and, and finding some peace within my breath and within my body. And, oh, there it is. There she is. There's that one I stuffed down. There's that one that I kicked to the curb. While you talk about not spending a whole lot of time on the mat, but certainly being a a very connected yogini, you know exactly what I'm talking about.
1: Yes, I do. I think I was actually very much in the masculine for a long time and that wasn't really helping me to connect and very much on the mat and so structured, so militaristic about getting to the mat and really finding that feminism, that shakti, if you will, I don't want to get too hippy dippy for anybody who, you know, gets a bit like cynical about these sorts of things, but really finding my grace and ease and not, it, it came with motherhood.
0: Right, right, mine too.
1: (laughs) Yes, I mean, yeah. Like, let's. Who am I kidding? I should, I should be crediting what really deserves credit here. And and motherhood changed everything for me. I wasn't focused on my career. I stopped everything to really get in the flow because that's what they teach you to do. If you want to have a as holistic or healthy or uninterrupted birth as you can, you just you know start relaxing and getting in the flow, and that just changed my entire practice and my entire life. And. I actually started writing this book in while pregnant. Yeah, I find that a really intuitive time for most of us, but especially and then thereafter, you might find that superpower, and that's exactly what happened to me: yoga mixed with motherhood. Yeah, right. <laughs> but a divine, yes, a divine. Well, and because
0: there. yeah, be, and because you're you're birthing yourself, mm-hmm. and, and and so that being in that space and in awe of and in the wonder of creation and allowing yourself to become more of who you really are so that you can be the best steward and and sweet mama possible mm. to your child
1: yes there there's a definite refocus from the outward external societal world we're living in down right into the family dynamic and even within yourselves so you're not you know, you see all your generational <laughs> patterns oh, yeah. coming out very quickly as you become a parent. You're like, wow, okay, there's so much to be done that I have not been doing. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, um, yeah. But but a beautiful transformation happens there. I'm I'm so lucky to to have my son and have that journey to have experienced this transformation through and. And luckily have not only a beautiful son, but now this beautiful book, they're the same age pretty much. Yeah. Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Birthing a son and birthing your book.
1: (laughs) Yes. It's that creativity that you said though, that really was so life-changing and there's something to that. And even that's the the idea behind creating your dreams too, really, isn't it? Just, yeah, you can create it all. (laughs) Right.
0: Right. So true. As, as I was reading your book, I, I found so much pleasure and humor in in reading about your silent retreat. <laughs> <laughs> and and could again tie it back to my own experience and in, in sitting and being still and being quiet and being restless and wanting to and not you know and and not even noticing the flowers until the last day or you know the beauty that around you. Uh, Talk a little bit more about your experience and, and the choices that you made in, in these retreats and to develop the spaciousness and the mindfulness, and of course, your ability to sit.
1: This is not easy and you there's this you know, idea in the West that we just take medicine. So we look at meditation as some sort of quick medicine we can take but it it doesn't work like that it's it's gonna have to go deep to make the deep changes and um but more so yes every single time this happens to me that I go and walk myself away and sit with myself alone Mm -hmm. I can say even like this COVID experience has been the longest meditation of my life you know in a way (laughs) it's just been so much isolation at home work stopped phones I just got bored with the phone and everything just became very um you know the same and I I, in the book I talk about how everyone in my meditation experience was driving me crazy and yet we're not talking we're not even looking at each other it's like you know some of them I saw the back of their head it was creating stories completely on my own and um but even you can find that I think that's happening with everyone as they've sat at home through this Covid experience oh, also yeah. has been able to do the same.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah, I was thinking about the the Silent Retreat piece and how I remember being at the dining hall and I I was at a point where I was um kind of slap happy and I couldn't even if I if I were to have looked at you I would have lost my shit. I would have la- I would have just become, you know, absolutely just out of it, right? Just laughing, 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 probably would have peed my pants laughing. And, uh, and a a couple of times would make eye contact. And, and there was so much communication going on. There was so much knowing going on, as well as the stories that we create, because there was these connections, even with the, you know, with the the woman who was next to me on her yoga mat throughout the, the time we were there. And I swear, where to you, Corey, that we were having full-on conversations without having them during our practice, and then you know, so then if I would meet her eye and be in that space, I was like, oh, I, ha- I cannot look at her; I will lose it. I, and and all just the weird stuff that bubbles up when you're when you're being quiet. It's
1: not everything, quiet. It's not quiet at all. Everything bubbles up when we're quiet. Yeah, that's the thing is we have to sit there and learn. What we're doing—just observe ourselves as as we are—and right. really, that's the entire all the eight steps I explain in my book. That's all you're doing, you know—is pretty much sitting there, observing, creating space. Even right, like, right. One of my f- favorite quotes is like the beginning of chapter four with Jiddu Krishnamurti, and he says, "If you begin to understand what you are without trying to change it, then what you are undergoes a transformation." Like we don't. We don't have to do so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just have to know who we are, what we are, what we want, and sit in our life and look at ways to get it. Yeah, well, I wrote down. So often we... Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's it. But I just... even I get so carried away, like all the rituals in this book and that it's like, well, essentially you don't even really need all of them. You know, you just need to, to observe, to create that space and hear yourself, know yourself. Yeah. Yeah. As I was reading it,
0: I, I just made a note of how you feel right here, right now and not reacting to it. Exactly. And that is, that is a practice in itself. The entire, the the entire practice, yeah, the entire practice. There it is. Okay, we can go now. Nice to know you.
1: (laughs) Theory is so Ah. much easier than practicality. Yeah, right. It
0: it truly is. It truly is. How can rituals support us during this unprecedented time on Earth?
1: Because you create your own moments, and we. You either can consciously create moments or you can unconsciously create your moments. And the rituals are how you take your unconscious moments and you make them more conscious. So if you want, you know, I don't know, is there anything you want right now, Shan? Like one specific feeling like, you would I, like to embody? Or
0: I would like to embody vibrant health.
1: Vibrant health. Perfect. Beautiful. So you would maybe, you know, could you think of one or two things that would make you feel like you are more vibrant and healthy?
0: Absolutely. Getting on the treadmill this morning for a half an hour when I didn't want to. Yeah. Because the the part of me that doesn't want to is a much smaller roadblock than I give it credit for. mm, And does that make
1: sense? You know, (laughs) so. Yeah, well, you could go into that psychologically with counseling for probably years, really. I mean, at the end of the day, you want to feel more vibrantly healthy. So one of your rituals, every time you get on that treadmill, you remind yourself like, here I am with an intention to be vibrantly healthy. And even if maybe you added a little affirmation, like I am vibrantly healthy, you create moments of that. You are naturally going to feel more of that. After 10 days of that, you're like, Ooh, look at me with this.
0: Right. Well, and that's the thing, because what, what happens here in where I live in Northern Michigan is this time of year is it's starting to become winter. It's, it's starting, you know, I live right. I can walk to Lake Michigan. So I am a beach woman. I, I walk the shores. That's, that's what I do. And so transitioning from that, uh, to a treadmill It makes me roll my eyes in my head. (laughs) And then I have to come back to how lucky I am to have this treadmill, how lucky I am to continue to move my body on the days that I might not be able to do so outside. Uh I can sure that that kind of thing. But also to just I'm at the place in my life right now, Corey, where almost everything I do is a sacred ritual. Almost every it's just the way that my life has become. And I don't really think it, I don't, it's just what I do. And then there's those roadblocks, those things that come up where, where that one in me says, oh, you don't, wouldn't you rather do this? Or (laughs) wouldn't you, wouldn't you rather, wouldn't you rather take a nice hot bath and soak in the salts and just be in the sensual pleasure of the the bath versus sweating your ass off on the treadmill or or what?" (laughs)
1: I know we're all so different, but you know what? It's funny because to me, I can get on that treadmill every day before I'm going to get on that bath. Yeah, yeah. You right. know? And so, but to me, mine is exactly the opposite. And that's really the whole point is knowing what you can do to make you feel the way you want to feel to meet your needs, even yeah. if you want to take it to the basics. And, right. and um, yeah, and that's what's that's the power of rituals, though, is that. And you know, that treadmill thing might change. Like that's the thing about our dreams is our dreams are usually leading us. Like your dream is to feel vibrantly healthy. A lot of the people that you are inspired by, you probably think are this embodiment of vibrant health and you Mm -hmm. might see what they're doing and you might be excited. Like, oh, I'm going to do Muay Thai too, you know? Right. But that is your yoga ritual still. It's something that you're doing because your soul is calling you to do it.
0: Yeah. And so I really want
1: people to, come to your yoga. Sometimes I go to my yoga mat or my couch with my computer and I do astrology because I need to remember that I am like cosmically divine, you know, Mm -hmm. or whatever, or Muay Thai because I want to feel vibrantly healthy. And that seems to me like a connection. And that's where like really what our rituals are can be so individualistic and and they should be.
0: And so here's something that I know many listening in can identify with, that my mind is incredibly, insatiably interested, curious, wanting to know more, bring in more, uh, learn more, more poetry, more, 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 what can I learn about this? What can I do about that? And so what happens is I give my brain a better workout than my body sometimes. And so then my brain thinks my body needs to rest when it's actually that my brain needs to rest and my body needs to move. And so when I choose a yoga practice, you know, where I go, if if you, you've known me for five minutes, I'm going to do a yin practice (laughs) Mm -hmm. instead of sun salutations or something where, where it's like, Oh honey, you know, like you really need to just sink into this. And, and again, I'm not judging myself. It's an observation. I, I find it very funny that okay, you can do and practice yin yoga, but you also need to move. Your body is asking you to please move in a different way. What feels good to you? What's fun to you? What's fun? Sometimes just bouncing on my, you know, bouncing on my heel or bouncing on the balls of my feet is, is fun or dancing or just screwing around and not having it be so serious.
1: I don't know, yes. where know where I don't
0: know where I'm going with all of that, but I but maybe you can pull a thread out of there.
1: Okay, I, I will. I think someone recently said that they liked that I had traditional and unorthodox rituals in the book, and I really mm-hmm. talked about that. And recently, my favorite thing too is actually dancing. And just like you said, even like a little Osho dynamic meditation, like with breathing and moving, and yes. just of um, a, a more of a fluid thing than this Ashtanga strict practice I've done for my, you know, so many of my twenties. But I talked to one of my girlfriends, who's a tantric teacher, and she says, you know, that's the difference of embodying, of pulling the energy almost from the crown down into your body and fully embodying that and like movement in the feminine. And like you talked about getting in tap with that creativity, which is in that lower half, your three lower chakras mm-hmm. are, you know, your confidence, your creativity and your safety and your, you know, support um, where money's going to come from that grounding in the root chakra. And so I think that and sometimes for me as well, like I've had terrible anxiety most of my life and I could focus all of my rituals up in my head mm-hmm. and you know, I, the, the meditation has been, is a non-negotiable, but I could get really militaristic about that too. And um, so to really explore and to try things and to be, you know, I do, I, I dance because I love it. Just like you. I'm never like, this is my practice. This is what I should do. And here I am finally 40 years old dancing around the kitchen, you know, (laughs) spilling whatever I'm drinking all over the floor, just careless. And it it feels like actually the most nurturing practice for me right now in my life. Um, And, you know, as she explained it, it would be, it, it makes so much sense because I'm pulling myself away from my mind and into the body, and and sometimes we can confuse all these practices. Like I've always learned that we pull ourselves away from our sensory organs in order to go within. Yeah. But as she was saying, sometimes that could almost pull you back up into your mind. So if it's if you're in your mind, then bring it back down into your senses again. So really, to explore all these different wild ways of being vibrantly healthy, like really let your creativity flow around that. But yeah. Um, you know, once you know what you want, that's the hard part. So all these <laughs> rituals will come into place once you know where you want to go and get that that North Star at least brightness. <laughs> bright yes.
0: Well, I've really become to this place too of choice, of really mm. like announcing this is my choice. This is what I choose and not letting myself be taken um, to any other storylines. This is my choice. And if I look back over my life, I, I pretty much anything I choose will come to fruition if I continue to choose it, right? That's how it is for all of yes. us. It's kind of an yes. obvious statement, but at the same time, if we're not choosing what we think we want, or if we're giving lip service to something, it's not going to come together the way that you would hope that it would. You might be in a in a different position to have to make something happen or to uh, mm. to be more militaristic about something uh, versus to just dance through it and be in it and be like, "This is my choice. Oh, this is what I choose today." Even today, as much as I was like, "Uh, treadmill," uh, <laughs> I had some. <laughs> I have some wonderful, wonderful, wonderful audio that I listened to that is incredibly nourishing for me. And I thought, Mm -hmm. oh, I know, I'm just going to listen to that and do my thing. And it was just like a blink of an eye and it was over. I thought, okay, well, right there, right there, just by making that choice, by choosing, this is something I'd be doing anyway. I just would be sitting, listening wow, yeah. how my body is so much happier moving while I'm listening. But uh, enough of that. I want to get back to your book. I want to get back to, <laughs> you say that that intuition is our way of perceiving the world through the lens of our soul, which I just love so much. Why is trusting our intuition more important than ever right now?
1: Because I think so many of us, it's, it's, obvious that people are having a really difficult time mentally there's like people cracking on airplanes everywhere and things and then i think all this lines down to people are so uncertain of what their needs are of what their truth are of what they want they're just so lost and so many people just want clarity and as uh, as cynical as many people might feel about it the clarity comes from that within yeah and, you know, that's even been scientifically proven. Like they've given people 24 hours to buy a car and given people 24 weeks and the people that bought it within 24 hours, you know, and these re- studies they did were always more content with the car they bought Yeah. and the people that spent all that time, they know what the other options were. They wondered later on down the road, if all this was, the- it's like, just go with that gut feeling. Yeah. Constantly. It could, I believe that our intuition also like repositions us like a GPS. So there's no stress or worry about taking the wrong route. You'll immediately get that. As long as you're tuning in, tapping in and feeling it, you yeah. will be redirected. And, and trusting um, yourself.
0: You, I think trusting yourself mm. is such a... Trusting your intuition, trusting your gut and not oh, wow. letting anybody change that dialogue or... Squish it, or make it smaller, or make it unimportant, and I I realize this is a conversation you we could dive into for hours. Yeah, but to come back to that place of trusting, trusting what you know, trusting what your heart knows,
1: definitely. And you know, I think for me, I didn't, I never trusted myself that much, and it was, um, you know, I even talk about that. I think it's the first or second chapter where I'm sitting in the yurt and I'm writing all the time, and it was reading back with the black ink on that white page that's when I really saw like when are you gonna look at what you're writing and the pictures you're drawing like how many pictures of surfer girls are you gonna draw in your journal before you realize maybe that's what you want to go and do Mm -hmm. like it became so obvious yeah and so I think for me journaling is a big one and when I'm not sure and I, I've, you know, obviously that's my medium, so this works really well for me. And even this book writing process was so insanely cathartic. And oh my gosh, one is
0: so easy to read, and it's so. I I just enjoyed it so very much because I was taken along the ride of of your life, as well as being able to go, oh yes, 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 and identifying with the the eight principles, but also coming away with oh what a great reminder, or, oh, I really do need to sit with that. And, oh, yes, of course. If you haven't read this book yet, ladies, uh, Rituals of the Soul is phenomenal. You want to get this book. I guess I would like to know, well, first of all, were you finished speaking about intuition?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, it is really the key. And, And there's even a sutra in the Patanjali's Yoga Sutras. So like, really, it's, and it says that, all of the powers of yoga are guiding you to your intuition. I mean, that's really what the whole practice is guiding mm-hmm. you to do is to hear it and, and and listen, be fluent in it, understand it, and learn how to act on it. Like you said, like once you realize, then there are fears, there are blockages, wanting you to stay off that treadmill and even seeing it all for what it is. Like we right. said at the beginning of this talk, that observation that I want to feel this way, but something about my limiting belief is telling me not to get on the treadmill. Like you just see it on, you're like, okay, cool. I'm going to go to the treadmill now, you know, and just moving forward. Boom. (laughs) Yeah. And you, you don't let all these little roadblocks hold you back anymore. You, you show up for yourself, you show up for what you truly need. And it's, it's not just a spiritual thing. It's, it's even, I'm using it with my child, like emotional regulation. You know, like yes, down to really healing natural traumas and <laughs> innate, you know, habitual tendencies you learned from your parents. Like it's, it's just such a, an important process for us to heal and to become more conscious, especially if you want to become spiritual or intuitively connected.
0: Oh yeah. And to get really adept at separating out what is yours and what is not, what mm. voice is yours, what is not what opinion, yes. what idea, what, I mean, it's just, wow. As soon as you drop into that awareness, say, wow. Yeah. Okay. Whose voice is that anyway? Cause that's, that's not mine. That might be a pattern I've been following. That might be a way that I've been behaving, but, but when I really continue to dig in and dig deep, that's, that's not mine. I can let that go. It doesn't belong. Yes. To me. It doesn't belong to me.
1: A constant asking of, who am I? And, and who know, does this belong it, to? Yes. <laughs> right. And even sometimes the dreams, like, you know, someone asked me the other day, how do you know it's not an ego dream? And I said, "Until once you've manifested the ego dream and you're not any happier and more content, yeah. then, you know, yeah. sometimes you don't know, like I strive to make my business successful to hit this financial mark for so many years, only to realize I still feel crappy. <laughs> Yeah. 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 (laughs) That's not, that's not the magic key Or I just did everything to make my husband stay, stay, you know, don't ever leave. And eventually it was just like, Oh, it's because I only can love myself if he's loving me. Like, and then I had to learn, okay, well, even that marriage, I can let that go because through that, those dark nights of the soul, the needle does move. And through each of these things, I found out that I was putting my worth in other things. Right, And now I can realize that it's, it's, that's the importance of using, you know, the intuition and getting the soul connected is because once you know you're a soul, then that's when you understand your worth. Mm-hmm. That's when you are like, okay, I'm actually really special. Why haven't right? I been acting that way? Right. Yes. Right. You are a miracle. You are a
0: wonder of creation. And yeah, it is what, what a gift to even have a glimpse of knowing that and to continue to practice understanding and opening and opening and opening to that, to the magic and miracles and, and joy that is available to us when, when we're willing to receive it.
1: And using the rituals to even do that. Absolutely. If you need to feel more worth, say it, say it 20 times a day. I am worthy. Do something that only you would do if you truly felt worthy, like get a massage once a week. Mm. I mean, like whatever, you know, mm-hmm. just really. If that's it, you know, like whatever, and you can use. It. You can use it for anything. You you, just, you
0: really can. You really
1: can. Yeah.
0: What What is the the most important message that you have for somebody who is ready to create a set of rituals? They might be just getting started. Most of our listeners are. Are well into setting rituals and doing things for themselves, but but for the ones who are kind of like, what? what? What's this all about? How can they begin?
1: That's uh-huh. a big question. I know <laughs> you got me. I know. You got me shit. Okay. <laughs> um, but I think that the the, the real the point of the rituals is the intention behind it. Yes. And until you truly know, like for me, I was doing my rituals as a should for so many years instead of a, what do I need today and like you said really bringing that choice in that today i have you know i'm going to make 10 moments for myself what are those moments going to be and that's your spiritual practice call it yoga if you want you might not have a yoga mat it might be i'm going to clean my house because then i feel like i have this beautiful home and i feel you know safe or you know whatever those things could be but really look at yourself first and think what 10 rituals do you need and don't go off what anybody else is doing because sometimes those rituals could be as wild and crazy as I don't know, even like gardening, you know, or like for me, I'm a very sensitive um, cancer sign and with the moon. And so I realized like, just I do things a bit differently. It's always based around emotion and feeling like my rituals are always like, how do I want to feel? How do me I want too. to feel? That's, yeah, you know, and because we're sitting you're a Scorpio. So there you go. We're water signs, but for someone else, it might always, it might be completely different. And, and that's okay to just start from where you are. Explore, right. be curious. I think that's the key to it all is stay open and curious to everything that could could become a ritual and could help you could change things.
0: One of the rituals I absolutely love this time of year as the season gets colder here in Northern Michigan is hot oil massage before a bath or shower and just really being sweet with my body. And so many of us are not uh, in relationship with our sweet bodies in that way Uh, to just to even just to stroke your arm to give yourself a hug and have those your hands just squeeze the top of your shoulders but to do this wonderful warm sesame oil massage and then and, and be like thank you body thank you thank you body and that's there's one yeah that, that there's there's one thing uh I was tending to my little tiny baby lemon tree, this little baby organic lemon tree that I started from a seed this summer. And, and because of where we live, it will be a challenge to keep her growing through the winter. I'm going to do my best to do so. And so I gave her a little, like a little greenhouse top and <laughs> talking to my plants. <laughs> but the thing is for me, that's that's joy. That's okay. It's All my joy, babies yes. are in the house for the winter, yes. which windows do they need to go in? Who needs what? And again, that's joy. That's, it's ritual. It's sweetness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love that. Mm, Corey, it has been it, such a freaking pleasure talking <laughs> to you, but, but you have something else to say, please do share. No,
1: I was just thinking, I, I mean, I would talk about that in the first chapter too, with creating spaces, going back to what, why Marie Kondo is so famous and it is, it's this constant looking at your life and saying, what brings me joy and, and moving towards that really. And, and release, releasing your grip of things to find more joy, just a constant, how can I let go a little bit more just to find a little bit more joy. And and sometimes it's so dark. And I just hope that we can also lately, i just, you know, mental health has been such a big thing. And I think that we, it, people think I'm living my dreams. Like we started this interview, but I just want us to normalize how difficult each and every day truly is. And that that's why the joy is actually so damn important.
0: Yes. Without question. (laughs) And I think also to, to remember not to get too far ahead of yourself, do your very best to be in this moment right now, right here, right now, and Mm. do your best to keep drawing yourself back to the present moment so that you're not fretting about what's happened behind you. And yet you're not worrying about what's ahead, but you're in it, you're in it right now. And you will find some, some peace there when you start to develop that muscle of being present, being mindful, being here right now.
1: Yeah, definitely. Mm.
0: Corey, it has been an honor to have this conversation with you and so much fun. I knew I knew it was going to be after I read your book. I'm like, she's so fun. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Um, oh I know that we can get rituals of the soul at santoshasociety.com and pretty much wherever books are sold. Is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners from the Santosha Society website or anything you've uh, got sure. going on that you want to share?
1: Yeah, I mean, if readers get the book and really enjoy it. And even if you don't want to read the book, you but you want some meditations to learn the, a new way of seeing yoga. I have some free uh, meditation programs and things also on Tantosha Society that people are welcome to um, try out and just get a get a taste of the the practices. Even if they don't want to read the book or they just want yes. to try something new. And so that's also there just a free resource that goes right along with the book too. So,
0: oh, perfect. um, but yeah,
1: the book is on audio, on Kindle, digital, uh, Amazon, all the places. So In all thank the you. places.
0: And it is a fabulous <laughs> book. I am really lucky to have read it and to spend this time with you. And I really just appreciate you so much.
1: And thank you for pulling that card that made my night. Definitely. Yes. Dream a beautiful <laughs> dream. Dream a beautiful dream. That
0: was Corey Han. Learn more about her offerings and get a copy of Rituals of the Soul at com and wherever books are sold.